Rising. The girls came down during this process to drum for me in, in real life, not, <laughs> not in my vision. During their drumming, anything in the field could come through to clear. Then I tried to defrag strength, and I think I needed it too much and it wouldn't clear. And it was just being infused into my being for this process. So strength was a gift, and there was no distortion with it. Um, and then the whole process stopped and shifts. So what Matthew was talking about earlier, defrag is kind of like its own container, and then the space shifts to um, dream journeying is what... That's what uh, I call it, too. Yeah. Okay. When it stopped, I reprogrammed language. So one example of that is purely an emphasis. Instead of saying, I love you, I love you. And so really understanding when we emphasize different things, we can infuse our intent better instead of the emphasis being on me and my ego. And I love you so much is really actually about me. And if I want to love you, I'm going to emphasize you. And so there was all of this kind of like stream of consciousness phrases and words and sentences coming through to reprogram and also just <laughs> comprehending the way that language has become distorted. You saying the other day, tell a vision, television. They're telling us what to see and what to project out there and taking that and taking ownership of, no, this is my form of creation. There's something about the spoken word that can infuse energy into being with breath and come alive around us. And so looking at that process and taking ownership over it, um, came in so important because we we're we're working with the language that's been designed to limit us and that has been hijacked and where there's all these like double meanings and even i i've never thought of the emphasis but that's massive you know and and meanwhile when we're speaking and we're in our channel and we're, we're bringing through clarity we are it's like a carrier like a little platter with this stack of other goodies all these dimensional goodies that are stacked mm -hmm. on top and so Treats. our communication is so much more than the words when we are embodied and in our channel um, and yet the way that we often speak unconsciously is working with the inversion grid and it's carrying inverted frequencies which are ultimately harmful when our mm -hmm. vision is immaculate creation Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you guys have more to add, but... That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if I may, uh -huh. uh, if it's very obvious if you stand from that very still point with that deep knowing of how creation takes form and you really look at the world um, from that space, the inversion and the density and the suffering <clears throat> at the current level at which it is the human race's condition is all acting from pain and suffering and lying and stealing and control and all of those thoughts feelings and emotions and frequencies of suffering are taking form and that is why our world is in this condition and the grand 
awakening is uh, or the Christ rising is from in within us all each and every single one of us coming into the realization that if we take all of our energy and pain and suffering and directed we have created such a distorted world and the simple answer is love and kindness and recalibration and healing and coming back into the still point as a collection and collective and those who are ready to drive and steer the collective consciousness with this great frequency that everybody here holds is the way forward into only guiding and leading with love and mm. that's where the birthing of the custodians and the stewards and the guardians and the keepers and the cedars of this planet is birthed from Oh my thank God! You for your arrival, oh, thank this you. Is, um, okay. to- totally from the perspective of myself and Rhoda, everything that we have walked through and um, worked towards has arrived through having a conversation like this and being in the presence of you, all of you. The actual birthing has <coughs> taken place. It's begun mm-hmm. and. It's physical. It's, it's physical. in the physical form, as Justine says. Mm. Yeah, I had this realization, like it, it hit with such clarity a few months ago. And I was, it, I don't know, I had never seen it and it just blew my mind. I was like, everything that we see that is wrong with the planet, everything, the entire inverted creation that is like destroying Earth and all of these different things, like that's us it's being manifested through us because Mm -hmm. we are the parasitic host and so when we're thinking impure distorted thoughts or or speaking you know out of wounded patterns Mm -hmm. it goes out and it manifests you know that we can't the thing that nothing can change nobody can change is that we are creation Mm -hmm. so every frequency that moves through our being Mm -hmm. is creation and you know on my journey which was just a few days before yours i went to one of these hell underworlds where all of the distorted you know thoughts and uh words manifestations of human beings who are caught in this inversion matrix they it it trickles out as this like toxic sludge and it's this expanse as far as you can see and like it or not we create at every moment and so every moment is sacred and precious to bring in our our truest absolute highest frequency that we can embody on the planet it's ultimately all that matters you know if all of us could switch into a state of bliss tomorrow every problem would be erased Mm -hmm. because we create the problems in real time right Mm -hmm. so um just that internal guidance that check you know when you catch yourself spiraling off into like inverted thought patterns to Mm. to take a moment and really work through it and really ground it out and really process that and don't just push it aside because Mm -hmm. you push it aside and it festers and Mm -hmm. that's what we see with parasites and the colon Mm -hmm. and whatnot Mm -hmm. you know they're like this neglected matter that doesn't have the light of creation moving through it Mm. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and so before speaking it's important to pause. There's the phrase, think before you speak. It's not thinking. You don't want to activate the brain always. 
we want to speak our truth, which is actually a channel state. We all channel. Channeling isn't something special for some people who are more connected than others. We all have our own channel. And so tuning into that, you don't need to think before you speak, but pause before you speak and feel before you speak. Is this truth? Do I need to say this? And you can infuse potency and energy into your words. There's nothing special about the words that I'm saying. It's the energy behind the words that's infusing into it. So the communication is direct from my heart to your heart. It's not via the words. The words are just a carrier in this density. But the, the, I mean, we're communicating telepathically through feeling. And so taking that pause, really tuning into yourself before speaking and unplug from the media <laughs> just media is speaking to you they are telling you a vision they are telling you this story that we don't belong here that we are killing the earth yeah. that we are creating destruction around us and when you buy into that you are creating that story mm-hmm. and the story is being written by us so let's write the story as we want so you have to let go of this attachment. No, I'm just, trust me, I'm checking into the right media to stay informed. You are informed because you are a representative of the whole. You can feel, you know what's happening. We don't need to have this false projection of reality that then we end up all feeding and creating together. Unplug and pause before you speak. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And uh, I'll want Matthew in particular to add to this, but then I was taken to uh, the Room of Mirrors. Ooh. So there are, there, it's like underground. Well, could you just describe where this place is? So in uh, meditation or medicine journey some years ago, I I was taken into a room underneath the uh, Potala uh, in Tibet. And so, but it was like pre any kind of a distortion, you know, like an ancient wisdom, ancient, like even Lemurian kind of energy, you know, that was embodied in there and being taken into this room when, um, when I had gone in, basically there is, uh, there are mirrors on all the walls. But when, when I walked in there, I entered into this room, I wasn't seeing my reflection in any of the mirrors. And then it suddenly reflected, um, uh, the woman that was like my first love, the first time that I'd fallen in love. And then there was also the first time I'd had my heart broken, you know, wrapped up into that. And as I looked through the mirrors, I was seeing these different reflections that were, you know, about her and her actions. But there was this process of, of understanding my role within, within what was being reflected as my experiences. And it helped me to like really connect in and understand that you know the yes we we are we're creating all of it you know even even if there are like levers of pressure and different things it's still our creation and uh and so that's that's been uh it's uh, it feels like a frequency access point that um maybe translates through you know kind of like like a template of, of imagery but uh yeah very potent space to find yourself in for sure yeah Yeah, and I got some hits this morning during our snuggle meditation. 
um, <laughs> about that that I actually don't have recall in this moment that were significant pieces of the experience in the Room of Mirrors, but I have been in that um, sanctuary uh, place underground in other rooms before. Mm -hmm. This is my first time in the Room of Mirrors, and some of the other rooms um, that I've been to was one where this book is contained. Um, and there was another room that I went into actually. I've seen the book before where, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jason was in there shape-shifting. Hmm. He was teaching the art of shape-shifting in one of the rooms. And That's so there's these access points down there but this was my first time in the room of mirrors and then i started creating with mirrors all this artwork it was so amazing and and i so i added that word to my list mirrors because it started with this room of mirrors and then i was like oh yeah mirrors are so amazing they reflect light and there's just they're also a portal so there's something there that's significant that i'm excited to work more with it's um, the the crystalline creation, right? So when mm. you see the the facets of a crystal, right. it's all these different lenses through which mm -hmm. creation can um, diffract almost, mm -hmm. like into these you know different vibrational patterns. Like mm -hmm. in the end of that poem, um, you know, love reflected through infinite facets. Like to me, that summarizes creation. Mm -hmm. It's this one mm -hmm. pure pristine frequency. And as it moves through each of these different lenses, it takes on its mm -hmm. own organic, you know, mm -hmm. form. And, and just to make a little comment, it was so cool yesterday to see you and Matthew talking. And you're like, and I went to this room and he was like, like room of mirrors, room of mirrors. And you guys are so excited because you, I, it appears you hadn't talked about it previously. No, no. So these no. were totally independently like validated yeah. experiences of this dimensional space wherever it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. say yeah same place with the book also it was like it was like the book of life or mm -hmm. something you yes. would open it up and they're like transmissions yeah. of lessons of what you need to yep. learn and like yeah very interesting and something about mirrors that i always loved as a geometry physics math teacher is that in 3d to look in a mirror requires a rotation in the fourth dimension. So, uh, because it's a reflection and it really helps to draw it out. So maybe I'll do that after this to show you guys. But the fact that, you know, I'm touching my right face in the 3D world, but in the mirror, it's the she's side, touching yeah. the other side. Exactly. And that it's like to uh, create a mirror image on paper, you have to rotate it through the third dimension to the other side of the page. Like if you put ink on half paper and you fold it in half, which is taking 2D and folding it into 3D and then unfolding it you have the mirror image so it's like that um with three to fourth dimension so there's this inherent um awareness of multi-dimensional space through mirrors that i always love to teach to my students then i saw the design and creation of graphene oxide mm. one metal fiber thread bursts out into a network like metallic fascia. At first the design couldn't twist, so they fixed that. And I saw how embodying pure love can clear it. So graphene oxide 
um, is self-replicating, self-assembling, and it creates this internal fascia replacement to upload our biological forms to the matrix. And when you were speaking earlier, Zane, commenting about language and how that infuses into creation and manifests around us, um, that's another thing that this artificial intelligence um, inorganic structure has realized that they could create through us. If they themselves can't create, they can give us implants to create through us. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they are desiring to create us, to create beings. And so this graphene oxide to create that internal fascia structure is intended to replace our own and yet it's not working so people are biologically dying there is no death life is eternal but the the biological form shuts down when it loses too much connection to source so you cannot have complete automatons that are biologically stable and it will never be the case because life is what creates life and if you are not alive there's no infusion of life. Right, and this this is so central to the entire synthetic timeline because it it is parasitic. It's parasitic. It's a parasite. So yeah. if the entire AI inversion matrix, you know, we're in one little piece of it here on Earth, um, is built off harnessing light that's moving through organic creation from source, mm-hmm. it cannot sustain itself without that. And it's using all these parasitic hooks in our fields as, you know, humans here on Earth to harvest energy out. And yet in, in the process of trying to literally replicate us into cyborgs, it's an impossible task because right. once we sever our connection to source, it doesn't have a food source anymore. Well, and this know? is like the fascia, right? Like it's, if it's if the graphene structure is like creating the synthetic fascia, the fascia is the like it's the liquid crystalline light body interface for the physical form it's what allows Mm. the light to actually express Mm. into tissue manifestation and if they're overlaying that right it's going to create like interruption disconnect from the ability of the light to move through the fascia and uh yeah that's it yeah I, i think what i've seen is what what the ai system has honed in as its ultimate goal or process because at some level it is aware of that it wants to create cybernetic beings that have a thread of connection to source still but their consciousness is completely and totally hijacked so again they're being used for synthetic creation without any remnant of remembrance or Mm -hmm. connection back to source consciously even though that's still where the energy is being provided from. And again, I think it's an impossible task, but. And so that's the next stage actually of what I saw. Um, And, but before moving on to that, just want to say that this is where a self-love program is really important. It's not overindulgence and obsession with the self that can distract us from remembering what and who we truly are because we are more than just the self and we need to completely occupy and take ownership of our field and our body so practicing self-love is essential for that because we all have parts of our bodies that 
we would love to claim as not ours. I would love this fold on my belly to be gone. And therefore, you're infusing that intention into that part of your body and saying, mm, you're not actually mine. So the parasites can come in and occupy. You've given them permission. And then they can manifest through you. And so when you say, wow, I just love every part of me and it's mine, stand in front of a mirror every day and look at yourself with pure, unconditional love. There is no room for this. So if you have um, toxins in your body, parasites, graphene oxide, whatever it is, we can transmute this. There is nothing in this universe that we cannot transmute through love. We just need to step into that. And so saying, I love every part of me, every facet of my infinite being, pushes out any of this. So it's okay that we have ingested toxins. It's okay if we have folded to the programming. Uh, we just are now calling ourselves to step out of that and embody love. And also in our releases, you know, we're seeing these, this fibrous network of the graphene oxide and implants, and you know it's connected to this larger network. So that's where that like fiber stuff coming mm, out of us. Optics, the watts ones as well. Yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's plasticky components of it because um, it's this network in our bodies. And so what you're saying, Zane, this this second vision that um, sort of came from this, I was floating through a tunnel looking at this body that was like offline I say that in quotations um, it was like shut down in stasis the, the tunnels plug into a craft like an octopus and then they come out in cities and the bodies go up and through these tunnels and their heads go into these domes and they're injected so there were beings in there injecting the brain with programs. They were being reprogrammed to essentially be bioengineered as an NPC or automaton or something that because it, it's a different way than the graphene oxide. So you're still connected through source, but it's now become unconscious and they've reprogrammed the, the brains and this is the human trafficking. So mm -hmm. um, these beings are being sent through these tubes and plugged in and then um, being pushed back out. And um, I did go into one of the crafts at one point and asked the beans, how do you have permission to do this? I'm not giving you my permission as a sovereign being. And they showed me birth certificates. So in America, um, that's our way of giving permission to harvest our biological form for their programs because we in America have an incorporated government. Mm -hmm. And so when we sign ourselves over to the corporation, they technically have ownership of our physical form. But you can negate, null and void that contract energetically as an adult because um, this was done with implicit consent and there is assumed prior knowledge and that prior knowledge was not communicated. So as soon as you make an assumption based on prior knowledge um, and you don't actually communicate that assumption, it is actually a violation of our free will. And so 
we are working to clear that. And so it is important for us to say that all contracts of harvesting our bodies or biological form, our creation, everything is null and void in all dimensions, timelines, and planes. Andrew Bartzos has really great contract uh, uh, revocations. revocations. Thank you. Um, that is important to do to energetically null and void these contracts, which we can do. But that's what they are using um, as permission right now and you what you said before of just like embodying love that frequency mm -hmm. of love it automatically mm -hmm. voids mm -hmm. all of that contractual when you take ownership for your mm -hmm. creation and your immaculate blueprints and move that energy through your system it naturally pushes out all of the distortions all of the hooks these hooks yeah. clear I've noticed over the many years how people have constantly, co constantly over <laughs> and over done decrees. I claim my body, I do not consent this, I do not consent that, I do not consent this. You know, and all of these contract um, breaking decrees. And uh, I found a lot of people are still constantly in the same place. And it's uh, now become clear to me with when we've been, you know, taking a little bit of part in the reality trans surfing and the pendulums that these decrees that we keep on doing over and over I mean I've not it's not so, people don't do that once they try and decree every mm. possible version and they never stop mm. and it's like you it's still a pendulum of like the geopolitical situation it's mm -hmm. all just still the focusing of mm -hmm. the pan mm -hmm. of the planet mm -hmm. and so it is I think really with this process that we move through as we claim love of self we claim that um, responsibility for our planet mm -hmm. and our uh, divine supreme expression of selves and when we focus on all of our projects and all of our information sharing and what the solutions constantly are once again um, we could rather create a declaration to unto creation itself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and exactly. I mean when you make that promise of the greatest love of all which is the love of self and that of creation then none of those things can really be um, infiltrated anyway mm -hmm. because love has truly been declared throughout mm. yeah and there's this is there's a really fundamental mechanic as part of the inversion and especially with our language and it's it's not i do not mm -hmm. consent uh, mm -hmm. That is a piece of trickery that was yeah. engineered into our language because totally. you're all you're at the same time you're saying I consent, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and and so um, Matthew, you've talked about like for example um, with like dowsing or something uh -huh. how you always want to use an affirmative statement. It's yeah. because of that trickery in the language you can get um, a distorted a answer, right? Because yeah. it's it's like what is creation actually hearing? And it's it's the two sides of the pendulum, you know, right. like mm -hmm. I, I do not like corporations, you know, yes, you're, at the I same time you're saying I like corporations. Right. It doesn't matter which side of the polarity you land on. Your energy is going towards corporations, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. corporations exactly. like yeah. it's, you know, it's going towards death inversion frequency. And so it's been a big process for me to like, how can we look at 
the distortion, identify it, but then not continue to channel our energy into that inversion process because mm -hmm. by fixating on it and focusing on it, this is a problem and this is a problem mm -hmm. and that's broken and yada, yada, yada. And all, all of your energy is going mm -hmm. into the exact contrary of where we actually want it to, to bring mm -hmm. through the totally. new earth yeah. frequencies. So, yeah. And also yeah. the generation of breaking the, you know, the forerunners of, you know, truthers and the uh, fighting for truth mm -hmm. and the... Um, all of these truth wars and mm -hmm. declaring our sovereignty and trying to make new programs that will create new structures which are still not exactly what we require because we'll become decentralized. That's all been done over and over. We have all these freedom fighters. We have all these people mm -hmm. declaring and we felt it through our beings. We've done their declarations. It's now time to create the crystallized pendulum of mm. perfection and only focus on what the solutions are, how can we help one another, and what is our service in every moment and breath. <laughs> to the Yay. immaculate divine vision. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Amazing. So good. <laughs> mm. So I had been taken to this level, this dimension of the human trafficking with these tunnels um, and a previous journey back my, in the first cleanse. Um, and during that time, we were working on clearing the tunnels. And so this time we were clearing the tunnels and this time we were filling them with crystals, making hmm. everything crystalline, gone. And the crystals would fill and self-replicate. That is mm -hmm. a structure that does exist that we can use to our advantage. Mm -hmm. Crystalline self-replication, filling all these tunnels, yes. beaming love through all of the crystals. And then they come up and they infiltrate these crafts that are plugged in and the beings mm -hmm. there and they all become crystalline. And I, isn't it? It's funny you use yeah. the word infiltrate because it's like we're re-infiltrating the infiltration right. yeah. and, and all of this, yeah. like all of the synthetic matrix, as we've talked about, is just a copy of organic yes. creation and it's a crude copy too yes um, mm -hmm. but we see these things and we identify them like that's a that's part of the inversion you know and it's like no it stole the blueprints from our creation from our organic creation <laughs> and so we can go back in and mm -hmm. use its same system and our system totally. is always going to win over that inversion system because it's inherently unlimited you know mm -hmm. it, there's there's because it's not rooted in a control system like the, the AI timeline, everything goes back to a centralized control. And this is a free will universe. Organic creation is free will, which means every possibility is available at every moment, every horizon, every mm. timeline. Um, so yeah, we can, I've seen the same things of going into the inversion. Like I see these cords that extend down from the matrix and they mm -hmm. plug in and that's where like the controlled controller yeah. thought forms, et cetera, the programmed mind you know overlays on human beings yeah i've seen you know through my crystalline energy moving back into those control channels and crystallizing the whole yeah. channel and it just dissolves mm -hmm. it's really yeah. beautiful peaceful there's mm -hmm. no war there's no conflict no. it just dissipates and yeah. and that energy that was being locked into that control structure is suddenly given back to organic creation and we can repurpose it mm -hmm. you know it's yes. beautiful yes mm -hmm. Yes, and, and so the um, idea for them is to create through us with these implants 
and then also the graphene oxide self-replicating and so um, I was engaging with them uh, around this and they were trying to prove to me that they can clone things and so their proof was the game that I described um, in my other journey description but it was in this experience where there were these little toys these wooden toys that were coming out on a conveyor belt with wheels they were like a little cart and a um, crane thing and a little ball hanging and when they would come out they would all move at a different pace different sequence different rhythm and I was like look they're all different you can't clone anything I'm sorry and uh, everything has a unique <laughs> frequency code in creation space. Yes. That's what creation is. And they were like, oh, no, we could calculate perfectly why each one is moving at a different rhythm. And we could show you the mathematics. And, and, and then they asked me, well, prove it to us. Tell us the difference between each one. And there's no perceivable difference when we look at them. Vision actually is fairly easy to project distortion through. Mm. You look at these objects and we think, wow, actually they are identical. These are the exact same. And so I closed my eyes and I listened. And what you were saying earlier about when the room you broke through and you were in this sound creation mm. space, in the beginning there was sound, the song of the universe. Mm. And yeah. so I tuned in to that listening and the entire game just fell apart because you can hear each unique signature frequency mm. of everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is singing. And this artificial material being whatever can't hear music. They can hear sequences of sounds, but they can't feel music. Music is something that is unique to creation. And so the whole thing blew up and I said I don't have time for your games and I, I'm tired of this and I want to go into new earth creation space and so the whole space shifted from there wow um, and can, can yeah, yeah, let's, we talk just yeah. briefly because I, I think again when you when you look at you know the synthetic timeline this whole idea of being able to create duplicates everything's about centralizing homogenizing human expression organic expression Ooh. like let's take people with lots of disparate beliefs and put them all into this little box of you know like i'm a republican and i'm or i'm a or whatever it is like there it's all limitation everything that that synthetic system imposes is limitation and meanwhile organic creation is the exact opposite where at every point there's infinite potentiality and it's like when you were saying that i thought of the difference between a digital and a film photograph. Hmm. And, you know, I worked with video for a long time and it's immediately recognizable. The same exact scene taken on a digital camera versus, you know, a film camera, you can tell which one is film. And no matter how many corrections and adjustments you try to put on the digital photo, it will never look the same. There's just a different quality to it. Mm -hmm. Same could be said with analog versus digital audio, you know, and so what what you know the AI has done is by putting more and more data and precision like it's just like running larger quantities of information it's still putting a square wave under a sine wave mm -hmm. you know and if you've ever taken like algebra 2 or calculus. something calculus you understand how you can you can approximate a sine wave with square waves but at some point you know no, if you zoom in enough you can always detect the difference mm. and it's a fundamental issue again like 
this synthetic system cannot duplicate organic creation. Yeah. It can only emulate it. Mm -hmm. right? yeah, beautiful. So. Well said.